You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 134. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, how are you feeling today? I feel like I have some renewed energy towards some of the habits that I wanted to create to move my goals forward. And if you listened to last week, number 133, we talked about how to jumpstart habits. Then I thought about what else I am doing with my habits that I might not have talked with you about. And although this podcast isn't a replacement for one-on-one coaching, I want it to be a tool that you can use to achieve your goals, whether you're coaching with me or not. So today we're going to talk about evaluating your results so you can keep the momentum going rather than stalling out. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, I highly recommend you listen to it, but it's not strictly necessary. This podcast will give you what you need to evaluate any result you're trying to achieve. A couple things to keep in mind here. There's two guidelines I want you to think about when we're going through this and when you're going through your results. One, our brain lies to us and it's easy to forget that when you're in the middle of attempting to do something you've never done before. Our brains want to point out everything that's going wrong without looking at what's going right. It seems, based on what we've been learning in life, that's what we should be doing. Like we learn as a law student, we learn in a law firm that we need to really just look for all the problems and we need to fix everything. But it's actually the kiss of death to achieving our goals when we focus on what isn't working first. Two, don't make your progress or lack of progress mean anything about you. 100% progress doesn't mean you're suddenly an enlightened person and can walk on water. You will have new challenges. Just like not making the progress you planned doesn't mean anything about you. You are still 100% worthy of what you want in life and you can still achieve your goals. So let me remind you of what the process was that we went over in the last episode. It's just like a quick, um, a quick uh, overview here. One, pick one habit you want to jumpstart and be super specific about it. Two, ask yourself what one time suck you are willing to give up. Three, find your obstacle thoughts. Four, create strategies for overcoming those obstacles. Five, find the top three habits you have right now. I'm sorry, find the top three thoughts you have about the new, the, you, (laughs) let me start that one over. Find the top three thoughts you have right now about this new habit. Six, create the top three thoughts you want to have about your new habit in 30 days. I just picked that number out of a hat. And seven, make a chart to track and keep your primal brain engaged. Once you've worked this program for a week, then it's time to do your first evaluation. I evaluate every single week, and I do it in a very specific way. If you do it in this way, then you're not going to make the progress. If you don't do it in this way, you're not going to make the progress as fast as you could. And also, when you do this, you create a renewed focus on your goals. 
What we focus on expands, so keep your brain focused. And when I say the word evaluate, I don't mean judge. We are treating this evaluation process as strictly math, and we're not bringing emotions into this. For example, if you worked the process from last week, when I started talking about evaluating, did your brain immediately go to the thoughts, I should have done better, I didn't do as well as I wanted, or I didn't even start? Those thoughts bring up feelings of guilt, shame, unworthiness, despair, you name it. None of them feel good. Notice this. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings will determine how we behave. We want to interrupt this automatic process, and we do this first by noticing. Imagine you assigned a five-year-old girl the task of drawing a picture three times a week. Then she comes to you at the end of the week. She's dejected and she says, I only drew one time this week. You wouldn't tell her that she should have done more or she she didn't do well enough. You would admire her drawing and say, look what you did. How cool is that? Our primal brain is a child. It's simple. It wants things that feel good, feel easy, and feel safe. We motivate our brain to keep doing more of what's hard when we give it what it needs. If we don't treat it kindly, we can totally crush its drive. As lawyers, it's really easy for us to believe from our experience at the office that it doesn't matter how we feel. We train ourselves to believe that it doesn't matter, that our feelings don't matter, that it doesn't matter what we think, we're just going to keep grinding through. But that's coming from striving energy. We want to make this as easy as possible and fun. Don't forget fun. It is possible to create a legal practice without all of the angst and the stress, but you have to be really intentional about it. When we make it hard, we always have one foot on the brake while we have one foot on the gas pedal. So we're wasting a lot of energy and time achieving what we want to achieve. This is a new way of thinking about it. I'm going to walk you through what I did evaluating my new habits so that you have a concrete example to hang your hat on. I had four habits I wanted to jumpstart. You choose one, okay? That was the instruction. You just choose one. I chose four because I'm experimenting with my schedule and I want to bring up a lot of drama in my brain. I'm a coach and this is what I do for fun. I don't suggest that for you. Because I have four habits I'm jumpstarting, I'm also able to bring you more data. So this is the data that I, this, these were the four habits that I wanted to inject some life into. Study Italian five times a week for 30 minutes. Work out five times a week for 30 minutes. Visualize daily for 20 minutes. Apply to be on 10 podcasts or blogs per week. Notice how these are very specific habits I'm creating, so they are measurable. It's easy to know whether I've studied Italian five times a week for 30 minutes. I have my chart. I check off each day I do it. The first thing I do when I have a week's worth of data is to look at what I've accomplished. Our brains don't want to do this, though. Our brains want to look at the problems first. Recognize that this is normal. Our brains are problem solvers, so they are always looking for what they need to fix. Do you ever do this with your partner? You have. (laughs) We all have at one time or another. A relationship doesn't work so well when we let our brain focus on what we'd like to fix instead of enjoying the person we're with. Once you notice you're doing this with the information you've gathered from your tracker that we talked about in the last episode, then refocus your brain on 
what you have accomplished. Here's the math for me. My Italian goal, four times. Workout goal, four times. Visualization, seven times. Podcast applications, eight contacts. The second part of the evaluation is to notice your thoughts about the math. I looked at this and thought at first, oh, bummer, I didn't quite do it. Then I caught myself and said, wait a minute, four out of five times, eight out of 10 times, that's pretty awesome. And seven out of seven times, yeah, I'm I'm doing this. This is happening. This is working. Get yourself in this state and you can appreciate whatever it is that you did I mean, I look at these numbers now, and when I first looked at them, I was like, oh, four out of five times, and my brain automatically went, oh, but you only did four times. But wait a minute, four times that I hadn't had implemented the previous week, like that is a big progress. So really start to feel this accomplishment and stay here in this in this particular step until you feel that pride of accomplishment in your body before you move on. Even if you only did it one time, that may be one more time than you've done in weeks. Ask yourself what's good about your results. Why are your results awesome? It could be that you did the exercises from the last episode, but you didn't start. That's okay. You got the foundation set for yourself. You've made it that much easier to jumpstart a habit. It's also important to note um, when something exceptional happens that takes you off course for a day or two, because you might look at your chart and be like, oh man, I didn't do it. So for instance, this week, I noticed that I didn't start my workouts as strong as I did the week prior, but I know that's because my dog had a seizure in the middle of the night and my sleep was off for a couple days, and I know I can make up a workout later in the week. It's not a problem. If I wasn't coaching my brain, I could have easily told myself, oh, well, I guess this week's a wash. But instead, I just know that I'll do what I can and make up the workouts this week by adding an extra one or two in on the weekend. So that's also the benefit of starting with one habit and keeping the habit small at first. I didn't make my goal a one hour workout six days a week. I chose 30 minutes five times a week to make it as easy as possible for my brain to get on board. And it also makes it easier for me to make up a workout later in the week if I need to. The third part of the evaluation is to ask yourself what you learned and what you can do with that information. So for me, I learned that I like scheduling workouts in the morning, so I'm scheduling them all for mornings or the best that I can. I learned that I'm less likely to study Italian in the evening because my brain is tired, so I'm scheduling as many of them for the morning as I can because I know that's when my brain is fresh. I learned that visualizing 20 minutes straight is easier for me if I do it very first thing in the morning before I start my coffee routine. I learned that it's easier to apply to podcasts and blogs if I spread it out throughout the week instead of placing a lot of pressure on myself to apply on one or two days. I learned I like um, I like time to listen to the podcast and research them to see if they're the ones I resonate with. And I like to establish a relationship with the host on social media if possible too. I like leaving them a review because I think that's good karma and I like it when people leave reviews for my podcast. I'll put in a little plug. Yeah, if you want to leave a review for the podcast, please do so. I love reviews. And when I schedule time for this, the process is more enjoyable for me. So here's a quick review. The three steps to evaluate. One, do the math and focus on what you've accomplished. Two, notice your thoughts about the math. 
three. What did you learn and what can you do with that information? If there's one thing I'm going to stress before I wrap up is that this process must be neutral. Be nice to yourself throughout this process. And then come join me on Instagram at dina.cataldo and share your wins in my DMs. I love hearing from you and I love to celebrate with you. If you post anything in your stories about the podcast, about what your wins are, be sure to tag me so I see the post. Yesterday, I shared a story that I placed in my highlights under coaching. It's a fun little taste of what it's like to work with a coach. You should go check it out. And when you're ready, you can go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session to book a call to learn exactly how I can help you create the law practice and life that you want. Okay, my friend, I hope you have a lovely rest of the week and I will talk to you next time. Bye.